Once again, we're glad to have you with us this morning. Uh, uh, and Lori uh, was saying last night to our granddaughter, you get to hear uh, Papa uh, Opie say his yearly joke, you have perfect attendance so far, uh, keep it up. So, um, But we're glad to have you uh, with us this morning. Uh, we, we are, our theme for this month is a new thing. A new thing. It's a constant theme within Scripture that God says, I'm going to do a new thing. Uh, I'm going to break through in new ways. I'm going to create pathways and and a road where there was desolation and hurt. I'm going to do a new thing, which is ironic because church people hate new things. We need to keep doing everything the way we've always done. But for for uh, our Father, that creative, loving mindset, He's constantly moving. It's a part of who He is. And He's always working to draw us in and closer to Him. And so this morning, we just want to sort of focus on in on, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to focus in on the idea of a new year and a new attitude. Uh, Turn to the person next to you and say, you need a new attitude. (laughs) Some of you said that with a little more energy than others, but, but the fact of the matter is all of us need a new attitude. It's, it's the whole idea of why, why Jesus came, right? That humanness that we have, that, that thing within us. Yes, we're created in the image of God and His handprint is on us, but that, that bent within us, that thing within us that seeks our own way, that wants to be our own God, that, that, that tries to dethrone Jesus from, from the, the throne of our life so that we can be in charge. That is a constant battle. For us, and so as as Christians, as followers of Jesus, our 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 goal, our 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 aim, our expectation is that every day we're moving closer and closer. Every day we are reading His Word, spending time in prayer, doing whatever we can uh, to to expose ourselves more and more to the light, so it it begins to filter in and through us, and people begin to see Jesus in us and not just hear about Jesus out of our mouths. We're going to be in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians written by Paul. Uh, and, and in this, uh, he, he talks a lot about the grace of God and he talks about the new life we have. And it's uh, we are saved by grace, not by our works. But there's, there's always this give and take in, in works and, and grace, right? We don't earn our salvation, but when our salvation takes effect in our life, there will be fruit that's demonstrated by it. And we, we, we need to constantly spur one another on and work towards the improvement of looking more like Christ in our life. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in chapter 4 of Ephesians, <clears throat> verse 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. 
They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitude. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. And don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Paul, drawing out the distinction of who we were into who he wants us to be. All of us, uh, you go back to chapter 2, he says the same thing, uh, that without Jesus, without what God has done for us through Christ, we were all separate from God. Uh, we, we, we lived in darkness, but through Jesus, we are brought into light. And if that's the case, if Jesus is the Lord and Savior, if He is the light of the world, if He is the answer and payment for our sins and connects us as adopted children into the kingdom of heaven, then we need to act that way, right? It's not enough to believe in Jesus. We've had this conversation in our church before that belief is not what saves you. Belief is an assent to, to truth, but Belief doesn't change anything. Belief that results in action is what changes the world, right? In fact, it says in in, in the Scripture that even the demons believe in Jesus, right? So belief is not the, the key. It's how then should we live? And he, he uses this sort of metaphor of of taking off the old self and putting on the new self. Right? And would, wouldn't it be great if it was that easy that we could just take off our bad behavior, go to the closet, put it back in, take off the old, put on the new. As you look back over this last year, you don't have to say this out loud. It's probably best if you don't. But what, what behaviors do you need to take off from the witness that you live, from the family relationships that you have, from the way that you interact with your neighbors. What what part of your life needs a new wardrobe? Right? Are are you are you stuck in in 
in trying to sport the old self, the old person, the old man, the old woman. Take off the old and put on Christ. And that what that looks like is, is it's, it's, it's what your mom and your grandma and your dad and your grandpa taught you. It's what your teachers taught you in high school or teachers taught you in kindergarten. It's so simple and yet we make it so hard. And love each other and be kind to each other. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. All right? If you, if, if you, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't have something encouraging to say or do for somebody, then leave them alone. Right? But we make this so hard. And part of that is we, we have this way of convincing ourselves that we're a little bit higher on the holy scale than everyone else, and so they need our help. Right? So we're, we're helping others by being critical and, 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 and unkind. God doesn't need our help in that. Isn't this what you learned about Christ? Since you have heard about Jesus, uh, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off the sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I, I think every uh, in the in the Methodist Church, a lot of churches will do a, a covenant renewal service on on the first Sunday of of um, of January of the of, of the year, and we've done it a couple times over the past years. But in that, it, it's it's this reminder that we are not living up to the standard of God, and it's a promise that we're going to to follow. God, no matter what, whether it's it, things go great for us or, or they fall apart, we are still going to be devoted to God. And that there's this sense in that yearly practice of giving yourself to Him once again that, that draws us closer. And that's what I want to encourage you to do this morning. We're, we're going to give you some space in, in, in silence and and we don't in which some of us could use that after our house is being filled with family and and wrestling paper and stuff right but in the silence what is it that god's asking you to take off and what things could you put on it's not enough just to identify what needs to change right but how are you going to go about what what's what what is he calling you to? He may be calling you to to leave something, but what's he calling you toward? What's what acts of service? What what new way of serving? What new way of being a friend? What new way of of offering the love of Christ to others? What is he saying to you? Let's just take a moment where you are and, and just do that in the quietness of your mind. What is it that God is saying to you?
And as you do that, I want you, as, as you identify something that he wants you to, to walk away from, we, we need grace in every action that makes us righteous. It's not just an act of will. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the love of Christ within us. So I invite you to, to just ask him, would you give strength? and wisdom so that I might be able to move past this. And then the same thing for what he wants you to put on. Can you see yourself in a new role? Can you see yourself with a new energy? With a bigger heart? Amen. He says, uh, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for hard work. Give to others. Don't use foul language. Let everything you say. In other words, whatever it is, stop it. <laughs> if, if, if you're doing it wrong, stop it. it. It's what repentance is, right? You're headed in a direction. You're doing something. Stop. Turn around and do the other thing. Reverse it. Go out of your way to be kind if you, uh, if you have a problem with anger, if you have a problem with abusive language. Go out of your way to be kind. It's, it, all of these things are things that we have to train ourselves to do, right? Because the habits that we fall into, that's easy. That's what we do uh, by reflex. It, but to have a new nature and a new behavior, it takes practice. It's what church family is meant to be. It's what your small groups, your Sunday school classes, your Christian friends, your, your, your spouse, your, your, it's what we're meant to do for one another, to spur one another along so that we're not on the journey alone. That we, we encourage and we give help and we give counsel and we, we support with prayer and we support with, with our presence. It's, it's what we do for one another. It's who the people of God are. And this morning, we're going we're gonna, to um, uh, spend some time with communion. I'm lost here. I'm going to invite you to open your hymnal to page 12. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another.
Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. And I know you already greeted one another, but the passing of the peace is an ancient tradition, and it's more than just saying peace, uh, or, or, but it's, a, it's an act of the body. To, to welcome one another, to encourage one another, to share signs of, of greeting and love with one another. So why don't you do that right now? Let's, let's pass the peace. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. You sent your only Son into the world you gave, who gave his life for us so that we can have life with you. We've worshipped him, we've adored him, and now we want to make him our leader, our Lord, our master. And so with all your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance 
of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And I invite you to join with me as we, with confidence, pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, forgive those who trespass and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen jesus perfect never sinned should have been lauded and honored but instead was whipped and broken he allowed himself be broken so that we might be made whole. We can't pay our sins back. Evil, once it's out, remains evil. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, which he shed for us, we have salvation and forgiveness. On your cup, if you turn it upside down, there's a wafer underneath there. I invite you to unseat that wafer in the body of Christ broken for you. And then the juice, the blood of Christ shed for you. And if you'll turn to page 881, stand with me. Let's recite the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by his Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen.